Welcome to Her Digital Brand, a podcast where we interview female founders and leaders of some of the best brands on the internet. I'm your host, Kyler Nixon, and in just a minute, I'm gonna be joined by my co-host, Brad Bishop. Today on the show, we have Katrina Ballard, founder of Happy Teams. We're gonna talk about how she found her way into entrepreneurship, used skills that she possessed previously, honed those skills to help create healthy leaders and happy teams. Let's jump into that conversation. Katrina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. We're just so grateful that you spent some time with us today and we're really looking forward to a great conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I was really excited to get this invitation and, and join y'all for sure. I love it. We, uh, you know, we, we talk a little bit before these interviews, so we've already been talking for about 10 minutes and I finally had to stop us and say, okay, we got to get some of this recorded. <laughs> we can't just be talking offline. So um, if you're listening, we have some really, really great goodies in store for you. Um, and this week is a little bit different too, because she's going to join us actually for the interview and for the recap. We're going to talk about some tips for building happy teams, which you'll see in just a little bit. Um, but be sure to listen to the recap episode this week as well. Let's go ahead and, and just jump in like high level. What's your brand? What do you do? What do you sell? I'm going to leave that as open-ended as you would like yeah. to take it. Definitely. So my brand is Happy Teams, which I think I love the name because I feel like who doesn't want a happy team, right? You don't want like a crappy team. Um, so anyway, Happy Teams is team building. It is employee retention and satisfaction. It's basically helping your team to operate at its very highest level um, by building a strong company culture, helping you to have really effective communication. Um, helping you to just build relationships that that are contributing to the health of your business, which contributes to your bottom line ultimately, but it also makes it where you can enjoy the work that you do and have fun doing it. And you're with a team of people that lifts you up, supports the mission and vision of your company, and ultimately just leads to much greater success. Um, so that's just kind of in a nutshell what Happy Teams does. We do things like team building, coaching, um, again, like I said, helping to build company culture. If you find that you've run into some sticky areas and you're having trouble as a leader, um, helping you to kind of evaluate what those issues are and to work through that a little bit. Um, so just helping to guide anything where if your company has people in it, we help you make sure that your people are happy and your company is happy. So you have a happy team. Awesome. Um, Katrina, I'm curious, how did you, how did you get here? Like what, what, what was your career path that got you to happy teams? Oh, it's a windy, it's a windy road for sure. We got time. We got time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we got time. You said, um, you, you, you said noon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I actually have a degree in psychology and a degree in community counseling. I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur. Um, I just thought that I would work in mental health, have a career, have babies and be done. That was really what I thought my path was going to be. So um, I actually had almost 10 years of experience in higher education after I finished graduate school. Um, and then I had my first, got pregnant with my oldest son and my husband and I, our plan was for me to always stay home, which was wonderful. And uh, about three months into being a stay at home mom, I realized like, this can't be all that I do. <laughs> um, so I knew that that was not the total path for me. That wasn't just the end of the story. Um, and so I actually, for three and a half years, 
taught myself calligraphy and had a calligraphy business, um, which was really fun. And I met, I mean, some of the best people to know in your city are the event people because they know all the cool places, all the fun people. And so I was in the event industry for about three and a half years and realized that my, my most favorite part of doing calligraphy was hearing people's stories and talking to people, which funnily enough, doesn't have much to do with paper. Um, so I realized that basically it was just time for me to go back to my roots. So in 2017, I wrote a mental health program to support the mental health of entrepreneurs and basically all of the biggest um, obstacles that I'd heard about being an entrepreneur um, over the three and a half years that I had been meeting people and hearing their stories. And so I wrote a program that was designed for that, um, but I didn't have a Kyler in my life to like help me market it and sell it well. <laughs> um, and so that was a hard season for sure. And then in, I want to say the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, I transitioned to teams because basically it was like, why would I not expand this out into serving teams in a more corporate, corporate setting? All of these, um, all of these things apply, all of these concepts apply, um, all of the skills that I have in supporting people and relationships and mental health all apply. And so then I made that transition and I've just been working on happy teams ever since. So that's so interesting to me. Like we, we've had, you know, some really fascinating guests and like, I always love the backstory because it's easy to look at you and like, look at this brand now and be like, oh, you know, I, I mentioned, I, I follow you on LinkedIn, like you're mm -hmm. a great follow on LinkedIn. And so it's easy to look at those posts and be like, oh, she, she crushes this. She's done this forever. She knows exactly like, you know, she's probably graduated <laughs> with a degree in, you know, HR, like management or leadership right. or something like that. But like, I, I love that that's not the path. And it's been a very, it's not even a natural path of like, yeah, I worked in corporate and then I became a manager and I decided to do consulting. Like, you're like, no, like, I'm just going to open these doors and figure out what, what makes sense and what you like to do and what gets you excited. And I think that's one of the other, you know, cool things that I just love about digital brands in general is it's like, there, there's no right way to do something. And, and there's a ton of different paths that, that you can take. So I always think that's, yeah. uh, I always think that's cool. So Absolutely. let's let's focus a little bit on kind of where, where you're at now. Um, yes. one of the things that Brad and I were kind of curious about is like what you've used to sort of like research and develop this platform in terms of like, are there people that you follow that you really, that inspire you now, or are there books that you've read or there programs you've taken that have kind of shaped how you view, um, some of the consulting work that you do? Are you a Sean Acor fan? No, uh, uh, you never heard. So I, I saw him speak a few years ago and he's a Harvard trained guy. I don't know what his degree is, but he's everything he focuses on. He studies happiness. Oh, no, That's I need all, to look into it. Yeah, oh, I've, heard of, I've heard of him. Yeah, Sean, he was great. What's his name? Sean a, what? Acor. It's, I think it's A-C-H-O-R. Um, oh, okay. He's devoted his huh. entire life, life, life's research to the study of happiness. Huh. And so that's what I was curious, like your, your happy teams, you know? And so yeah. I didn't know like if that had the study of happiness that played into this or, or what kind of, yeah. Like what, what lights you up? Like what, what just got you super passionate about this? Well, and I think that's a really good point that you're making about like happiness specifically. It's, I think that a lot of my focus is less of the it, the result is a happy team, but so much of what lights me up is getting to know your story, 
understanding what it is that makes you tick specifically, and then applying that to a team setting or a leadership setting where you feel seen, you feel known, you feel understood. And then we take all of the things that make you amazing and unique. And we say, okay, now that we've got all this, we've got a clear picture of who you are. How do we apply that to your business to then create the most success? Um, and that's something like it's on my LinkedIn, it's on my website, but it's just such a strong belief that when people feel understood and they feel seen and known and valued, they operate at their very best. They operate at such a higher level. Um, but somebody, I mean, I feel like this name is everywhere, but um, Adam Grant is a favorite follow. Like, I think he's phenomenal and his insights are great. Um, obviously, Brene Brown. And I'm actually reading, thanks to our local celebrity, Kelly Hartnett, who is amazing. Oh, she's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And her, her episode, her episode's out as of us recording this, like, obviously, you know, we've released episode oh, 10 yay. as of us recording it. And I think she's episode seven and eight, if I'm not oh my mistaken. Gosh. I'm excited. Yeah, I got to listen to fantastic. it and share it. Yeah, um, yeah. But she actually recommended a book that I'm like devouring at the moment by Amy Cuddy and it's called Presence. Um, mm. And it's just been really good. And so I think just this, the psychology of motivation, the psychology of behavior within an organization, organizational mm. behavior, um, the, just the psychology of like what makes people want to achieve well and what makes yeah. them feel connected to a community and connected to a culture in a business setting what makes them want to do well and I think that so much of the time traditional perspective has always been like drive the numbers drive the success mm -hmm. do the thing make the accomplishment and my way of looking at it is that when people know that you care about them and they know that you see them then they are equipped to do drive the success and achieve all of the things and, and do all the things that you ultimately do want. Um, but it starts more with, it's, it's a much more foundational way of looking at it because you have to start with making sure that your people are doing well and that you, you have the right people in the right places first, and then that they're doing well, and then to drive success. Um, because when, when you have those things and everything's clicking in the right capacity in your business, mm -hmm. you actually don't have to drive it as much as you think you do because mm -hmm. your whole team is kind of pushing. You're going to do it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. right. Um, That's great. And so anyway, I think th there's just a lot of, a lot of passion and excitement behind that. And I think what really cool. lights me up, what I just, when I, I think helping somebody to, to see their power in their uniqueness and claim that mm -hmm. and then act on it. I'm, I'm a big proponent of like, okay, what are we going to do about this? I mm. think a lot of times in a social science setting, it can be like, oh, let's all feel good and talk about our feelings. Yeah. But I'm always like, okay, but what are we going to do? Like we have to do right. something. Um, yeah. And so I, I like that component as well to say like, okay, let's make a plan of action that's yeah. actually going to support you and your growth and your success, because really that's what we're all yeah. looking for. So that's great. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about specifically about kind of like the marketing and how you approach marketing. Um, because you don't have a massive audience. You don't have a, a, a ton of like SEO, you know, cred behind you at this point. Like you're an expert, you, you work with clients, like 
you, I, I know you post on LinkedIn. We've talked some, a little bit about your marketing, but we're not like actively working with you. And so I'm just curious, like how you approach marketing in this capacity, because unlike a lot of the clients we work with, you're, you're marketing to business leaders and to businesses, um, rather than like a, a parent or like a college student or, or something like that. So I guess I'm just curious, like high level, like how you approach your marketing and how you think about that. Um, that's an excellent question. And it's something that I haven't thought about as much as I should have until recently. Um, there was a question that you sent over that was like, what do you wish that you had done differently? <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be probably number one is to make okay. sure um, that I'm marketing, you know, to the right people, to companies. I didn't really yeah. even, because I have an academic background and I come at company culture from an academic perspective. Um, I, you know, marketing, I didn't even realize I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was until really, I would say in the past three years, it's become more clear of like the value of it, that you need a plan that people aren't going to know about you. And unless you have marketing. Um, And so that's kind of how like, just when we met Kyler and had our first conversation, that was a lot of where I was. And so I'm doing a lot more now. I'm Mm -hmm. understanding the value of it and doing a lot. It's a lot of um, self-starter kind of, you know, like posting and sharing what I know and and putting myself out there. Um, But yeah, it's something that I I think that need it. Mm -hmm. There is an incredibly high value to it. Um, And I don't think I realized that off the bat by any stretch I think but I think LinkedIn is has been a smart play for you because of where people are located like I like I am a consumer of your content Mm -hmm. and the only I don't like to um I actually like used to follow a ton of like business gurus and stuff on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that and I like had to get those accounts out of my Twitter because I was dealing with like Mm -hmm. oh I got to be doing this or I got to be investing in this or like and it was like outside of my normal cadence of work, I was like getting this, all this information. And I was like struggling with, you know, comparison and like burnout and all that stuff. And so now my Twitter is basically just like fun accounts. I like to follow sports accounts, you know, things that like, I'm like, okay, if I'm scrolling for 30 minutes, I'm not, it's, you know, I'm basically just wasting my own time rather than like feeling like I'm burned by the end of this. And so I go to LinkedIn for that purpose. And 90% of the time I log into LinkedIn on my computer when I'm, when I'm working or if I have some time, I'll, I'll go through that. So I guess I'm curious, and, and maybe the answer to this is like, you're just still navigating this and figuring out what works, but I'm, I'm curious how you approach your content creation on LinkedIn. Do you have a, a process? Do you have, hey, I like to sit down once a week and do this, or how, how do you come up with ideas? Like, I guess I'm just curious how you think about that. Um, I think that I'm approaching LinkedIn a lot from building relationships and trust, for sure. I think I want people to, to know kind of like, that there's, that I'm a voice that they can trust and they can go to for help and encouragement when they need it. Um, LinkedIn has traditionally been a pretty um, intimidating platform for me. Mm -hmm. I started on Instagram. And so LinkedIn is, was pretty scary. Kelly also, again, she's amazing. um, Kind of encouraged me. She like referred a book and all this stuff. But so to answer your question, um, what I'm doing is I'm following a lot of my website content and just expanding on that. Um, And I do a lot of like, what is it that somebody would 
practically need to know? Like, what is something that I can actually give that they can take away and use immediately today? Um, and so I want people to know who I am and know my story. So I shared about like going camping with my family this weekend. And like yesterday, I shared a, a video just about like the value of your story. And then, so I try to mix in encouragement, relational yeah. things, and then, um, and then just actual like helpful information that people can take away. Um, it's just, it's very bootstrap. I mean, if I'm being completely frank, it's very bootstrap. It's very mm -hmm. um, deciding what it is, like how I want people to perceive me and yeah. receive what I'm saying. Um, and then also obviously encouraging happy to like, it, right. I'm sorry, not encouraging, but like promoting happy teams and, and reminding right. people that there's a business there that's available yeah, yeah. for hire, but also giving a little bit more than that. Something that somebody right. could, could consume and feel good and not like feel like crap about yeah. themselves. Cause it's another thing they have to buy. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, we, I realized we realized after a couple of months that like LinkedIn wasn't probably where our ideal audience is hanging out. And so I, uh, and, and I also was struggling because I just like the content I was sharing on LinkedIn was like, it felt more business personal and business growth. Like if, if that would be a great audience, if we ever got into like agency consulting or something, uh -huh. cause I can share kind of all the behind the scenes of how we run our business. But the posts that like always, always took off for me were like posts where I was like, I'm an idiot and just lost a bunch of money. Here's how I did it. You know, like stuff like that. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, I, I can only come up with so many of these stories before right. I have to start, you know, manufacturing some of this failure, you know? And so I will say, I think on LinkedIn, like I, I think people, especially in the business world, crave some of that authenticity that comes. And I think LinkedIn traditionally has not been a place for that, but I think the pendulum is starting to swing the other way where uh, people are resonating with, oh, wow, I, like, I'm grateful to learn from this failure or learn in a different way or, or something like that. And I think LinkedIn is an awesome spot for coaches and, and consultants. Um, mm -hmm. I, we had, a, I don't, very, very few people know this. So like now it's out into the world, but for right. the better part of three years, we had a rule that we wouldn't work with coaches. Like, like I couldn't do it. It didn't make sense to me. Coaches, like it just hurt my brain. Uh, I was literally on a call <laughs> with a, a client one time we were like 45 minutes in the call and I still didn't know what they did. Like it was 45 minutes and they had paid me for that consult. And I stopped the call and I said, I am so sorry. I'm going to refund your money. And I, I can't, I, I can't help you. And from that point on, I was like, I'm not working with coaches, but <laughs> one of the things that I think that you have done well, and I think like coaches who are finding success on LinkedIn do well is they have a clear process. Like you say, here is the steps that we are going to walk you through. It's not just like theoretical ideas and this is great. This is great. But there's a, there's a path that brands can follow or people can follow when they're working with you. And then you create content around the path. Do you, right. do you think about it that way as well or not um, as much? I, I will be honest with you. Yes, I do. I needed, I don't know if you realize how much of an impact you've had on that journey just from one conversation, Kyler, but you uh, then- Hold on, can I, can I record that and send it to my mom, please? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> you're like, mom, you need to hear this. Yeah, mom, if you're um, listening, take yeah. that, you know? Your <laughs> um, boy did it. Yeah, Your boy did arrived. Uh, well, and it was just because like, I, I was so new and needing, knowing that I had this major need of figuring something out to get my message out. Um, 
and I felt like I had done, I'm just going to be really candid right now. Um, I felt like I had done everything I knew to do when we talked, when we first met Mm -hmm. and I was just at a breaking point, to be honest. Um, and I had approached it from a theoretical educational standpoint, which was what I had, I was trained in that. Like I had, you know, college, grad school, almost 10 years of professional experience doing that and approaching it from that standpoint, that doesn't work to somebody who is a general consumer who doesn't have a master's degree in counseling and psychology and doesn't have the experience that I have. They need to know why it will help, what it will do to fix it, how I can help. And I was having a really hard time sharing that information, like in a way that people could receive your referral to Kelly changed a lot of that for me and so now I feel like I am equipped to say a lot of those things and give a practical kind of outline of how I can help and what that looks like and what the process is and naming the problem outside of an educational you know whatever like stepping out of that world but it's difficult to do um the transition has happened and I I'm finding Mm -hmm. a lot of success with it now which is which is awesome but it definitely took a very hard pivot And so I guess I just want to encourage, like, if anybody's listening, that is like, why isn't this working or whatever? For me, it was, it was a hard pivot that needed to happen. Um, And I needed to ask for help. That's cool. I I was going to mention this. And so it's interesting that you, you say that because I feel like even just talking to you and looking at you, you know, we're recording this like over zoom. Um, So if you're listening, you obviously don't see this, but like when we chatted the first time, I felt like there was a tinge of uh, I don't want to say desperation in your voice, but a tinge of maybe like defeat. Like you were just sort of like, I don't know what to do. And, and whether you realize that or not, I was picking up on it a little bit. And then now I feel like there's much more of a pep in your step and you're like, okay, cool. I got it. I, I got this down. And yeah. that comes through on LinkedIn when I'm seeing that. And that's kind of the biggest place that I see, you know, see your content. I mentioned that a couple of yeah. times, but yeah. Um, that's really cool. That's I, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you for going through that journey because that's a Thank kind of you. a painful journey at times to it, like figure yeah. out what the frick do I even, what am I doing? Like, what is this, right. what, what am I actually offering here? Yeah. To people? And so I think, cool I, I mean, you were, you were spot on. It was, it was a really hard time. And I think I had just, I, I had literally gotten to the point where I was like, I just don't, everything that I have to give has been given, you know? And I think sometimes mm-hmm. owning a business can do that to you. It can be, in leadership, it can be in expanding your team, it can be pivoting your services, it can be in so many different areas where you get to a point and you're like, everything I have to give has been given and it's still not working. Um, And that's a really hard place to be in. But I'm also feel like I'm coming out of the other side of that where it's like, there is so much value to still give. And the way that I share the value is what's changing. The value hasn't changed. It was always there. The knowledge, the expertise, the passion behind what I do has always been there, but now repurposing it and saying it in a way that can affect other people. Um, And for me, the biggest thing was, I think you kind of mentioned that was like, what would you, what do I, would I do different? And I would ask for help, ask for help. (laughs) People can help you. There's a reason why there's experts in lots of different areas. Um, So good. Yeah, just, I mean, I don't know where we got this idea that like, I have to do it all. And I mean, trust me, I have done a lot of it on my own, but I really needed help. And I was able to find it thanks to, you know, a very windy path again. (laughs) So 
anyway. I'm curious. So when did this pivot occur for you? How long, when did that happen in your business? The months from this summer to now. Maybe. Okay. So when um, did you, when did you launch your business? I launched in 20 January of 2020. Okay. And then you just kind of bootstrapped it, doing your own thing, white knuckling it. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden it's, you needed help. And that was the summer of 22. Is it, and then you kind of made this, mm -hmm. there sounded well, like there, there was a big clarity moment in there. Yes. Um, I didn't know what else I needed help with. Cause I had, I am actually funnily enough, I'm on the board of a marketing, a national marketing association in Houston. And I just felt like, like I had talked to somebody up North it's all just like by chance of people that have told me about other people who have referred me to someone else. Um, and I, um, oh, give me a second. Where was I going with that? Um, yeah, anyway, it was just all by chance. And I didn't, oh, that's what I was saying. I didn't know what I needed until I had people kind of help me along the way and say like, Yes, I can, I can't help you with this, but I feel like somebody else can, because I had never heard of Kyler until somebody was like, I can't help you, but right. I know somebody who can. And I'd never heard of Kelly until Kyler said, I can't help you, but I know somebody who can. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, it was just a like, I didn't need, yeah. So anyway, it's just been a, a, a process of, of that. And then I think Kelly just did an amazing job of giving me a, the right words to say to kind of refuel that. And I feel like it's funny as a business owner, like, I don't know if you guys can relate to this or not, but um, you can feel really low and then one thing can happen and you're like, all right, I'm back. Like, baby, I'm back, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. We literally, like, yeah. that's what, that uh, is the season that yeah. we are actively in right now. Like, right. Both Brad and I, so you're, I, you're preaching the choir right now. For I sure. kind of say though, like, I'm on your website and I love it. I love your site. Your copy is, you. is so good. Tall Tree Collective. So <laughs> Don't she, steal her. Nobody steal her. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. She doesn't have a name or yes. a company. <laughs> she is faceless. She's listen to this. The, the, the main subheaders, we offer coaching and action planning. So you and your team look forward to coming to work. Even, even on, on Mondays. Mondays. Oh, yeah. so good. So, That's but I know, so good. But I know exactly what you do. Yeah, I know yeah. who you're working with. The, the main header yeah. says build a powerhouse team. That's that aspirational deliverable that you're going to. So I'm, I'm, I'm so curious. Has anything, it may be too early and that's, if it is that, that's okay. Have you seen any changes occur yet after, post making a pivot and getting some clarity? You know, those changes are coming. Yeah. Um, but there has been such a change with me. Like yeah. I yeah. am tapped For into sure. this, like, you know, the person that I was always wanting to be and kind of feeling like I was beating against the door, like the door is flung wide open, um, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, I think that now I feel empowered to, to share a yeah. message that people get. Um, oh, so good. And so, which then fires me up to do what, what yeah. actually like fires me up to get to the to the meat you yeah. know like now we're talking looking at steak and potatoes like um and so that's just it's really exciting I can tell kind of Kyler what you were saying earlier like I can I now have a better idea of what I need to say and how I need to say it to mm -hmm. get be understood and for people to 
really to draw them in. Um, so I'm like way more creative than I was. I am. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of really yeah. good things. So I am very excited oh, for the clients to come. <laughs> so cool. I love it. Oh my goodness. That's, that's, that's so, so great. Okay. So we have a couple fun questions that we're going to ask to wrap yeah. up, but you, um, unlike a lot of our clients, you actually serve many of the people that would be listening to this if you have a, a, a team or a business. Um, so I, I'd love for you to just give like quick pitch, like who do you love to work with and how can they work with you? Yeah, definitely. I love to work with team leaders um, and companies who are it, really any size. The size is not the issue, but it's a lot more of do you actually care about the well-being of your your team and you if you know that you are a good leader and things are going well you're you're not that things are fine but you feel like they they're not quite as good as they could be um that's the perfect client for happy team somebody who can say you know my client my team isn't bad but they're not quite a happy team. And so I want to, I want to make sure we get there. Um, or if you found that things have gotten sticky, something happened or some, you know, personnel changed or something like that. And you're like, it's just not as like, something's not working and I can't put my finger on it. That's another great uh, opportunity to work with happy teams where basically awesome. I can come in and give you it in a very safe way and it actually protects your um your team because a lot of times there's a power dynamic that can make it tricky and so i come in and i am immediately like the middle person that helps to get you the actual information that you really need to know yeah. how do i move forward in the best way how do i That's fix great. this um and you get to hear from your team and they're safe and they're protected mm -hmm. um and then any leader that's like, hey, you know what? I am really, I feel really burnt out. I feel like I can't do this. I, I don't really know what's going wrong, but I feel like I'm just not up to the task. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Any of those kinds of things. Like I also offer coaching for team leaders. Um, so you can, there's coaching for team leaders and there's coaching for people who um, want to grow their team. And they're yeah. like, I'm, I don't have a team, do but I'm on yeah. my way. Yeah. Right. So like, how do I do this in a really wise way that maximizes my, my, um, assets, you know, maximizes my time and my money. Yeah. And I do this in a way that doesn't waste time. And I end up with somebody mm -hmm. horrible that makes my life miserable. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Um, That's great. We, um, I, I draw so many parallels to like how we work with clients and how I'm sure how you work with clients and the best analogy that I've ever heard for this. And I would, I, I would assume that if you're like, okay, I, I might, be dealing with this, but I think I can fix it myself. Why would I hire a coach or a consultant? Mm -hmm. and, and I think the best analogy for this is like for so many business leaders, it feels like you're standing inside of a bottle trying to read the label on the outside and having a third mm -hmm. party consultant mm -hmm. come in and, um, you know, work through some of these things with you and give you a new perspective mm -hmm. is allowing someone to read the outside of the bottle and tell you what it says. Like, mm -hmm. it's just that like cheat code to like get you to the next level instead of yes. trying to like tough it out. And I've invested in coaching for our business and for our, our agency. Um, I know, you know, obviously our clients have invested in like marketing, coaching and consulting. And so uh, if you're on the fence, like uh, even if it's just starting with, I just need a, a consult to help get me kind of unstuck. Like 
Um, you can go to happyteams.net and would definitely recommend, um, investing in, in some services here. So cool. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do our two fun questions. And then, um, like I said, you're going to join us for our recap, which we're actually going to record now, but depending on when you're listening might come out a few days later. Um, but that's where we're going to get into really, really practical nitty gritty stuff. So, uh, Brad, go ahead, take it away. Let's do it. This is my favorite question of all of them. (laughs) Okay. What recent purchase of $100 or less has most oh, positively gosh. impacted your life? It can be literally anything. Oh, literally anything. Not for my business. No. No. It can, I, be. I, if you want. it can be. Yeah, it can be. It, anything. I mean, I've gotten some. What was the one we got just the other day? What did Tiffany say? I've totally forgot now. I don't know. It, it was something it was really good, good though. Yeah, it was always a good one. We got knitting needles before. That was a good one. Oh, was Tiffany's like Instacart or something? It was like some like service software service or like. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. No. It can be anything though. Anything. Oh, it was flowers. Flowers. That's what it was. Yeah. She yeah, got it was she flowers, gets her flowers and puts it on her office in her office. Oh, I love that. Well, my my vice is candles. Okay. I'm like yeah. a candle junkie. Um, so yeah, probably like my house can be a disaster zone and I light a candle and I'm like. It's fine. <laughs> breaking out those fall candles yet? Yeah. Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, we're starting to bring those August. out now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So That's the great. official answer is candles candles uh yeah i like i don't feel great about that one but that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna go with do you have a do you have a brand you go with or do you prefer like a scent and you don't care about the brand i'm a fancy candle girl i uh, i must admit so any like nest is a favorite lafco is a favorite Yeah, yeah um Joe Malone. I have a Joe Malone candle burning right now. Um, I'm a scent. I'm like a very aesthetic person. So if it okay. looks pretty yeah, yeah. and smells pretty and sounds pretty, then I'm yeah. I'm happy. Love um, That's good. That's a good one. That's we a good, yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will be a little bit more vulnerable and say another one is I just um, I purchased like a traditional Chinese medicine product that mm-hmm. has like changed the game for me as a woman. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and it's got like all of this stuff I've never heard of, but it's like huh. I'm. I feel in. like I'm operating at like my very <laughs> best self. Yeah, yeah. Hey, with this awesome. stuff. So there, that's you can great. say that too. Perfect. Okay. Traditional awesome. Chinese medicine and candles. I love it. I love it. Um. Okay. Final question here: What platform, software, or app could your business not live without? And we're we're gonna say no social media, and that is going to include LinkedIn. Dubsado. Dubsado. Okay. So for contracts, do you in, do invoicing yes. through there and all that invoicing, stuff? Invoicing, contracts, communication. Um, okay. That was another hire that I did like an expert to set it up. And it, I, it yeah. every single penny worth every penny um, because I actually had somebody comment and say like, I can't tell if it's you doing this mm. or not, but it's like really good. So it feels like it's you. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I'm not emailing you every um, no, it's a, it's yeah. a system. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That's a good, that's a good, uh, good compliment though. Yes. Um, and Flowdesk for sure. Okay. Um, for yeah, yeah. emails, they're really pretty and easy to, I just, I mean, I'm a huge yeah. fan of Flowdesk. I met the ladies, um, in 20, a lot happened in 2019, I guess, yeah, yeah. but in 2019, um, and they were pretty awesome. And so it's really cool to see what it's turned into and, yeah, so I would say sure. Dubsado and Flowdesk are my two. Okay, I love it. There you go. 
Trina, thank you so much for joining us for, for this portion of it. Um, we so are welcome. going to do the recap in just a, a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, thank you for being here. Thank really you so much it. for having me. I've had a great time.